there, everyone. My name is Ari, and welcome to Made of Metal, a motivational podcast where we tell stories about regular people overcoming insurmountable odds. So welcome back to another episode of The Inspiring Antics. So happy you could join us. Such a pleasure and a privilege to share these amazing journeys with you every single week. And before we begin, just a friendly reminder, if you're enjoying the show and my shenanigans, it would be truly awesome if you could leave me a rating or review wherever you listen to your podcast. So thank you so much in advance. Now, this week, I'm super pumped. I mean, you know, I'm super pumped every week, but this week is a combination Because the story I'm going to share with you is about somebody you may vaguely know, as they've been sometimes discussed in the realm of historic aviation or like women's rights. This individual is actually a bigger name than most of the individuals I've covered during Black History Month. But I don't think most people really know the details of her story. And especially after last week's incredibly satisfying ending, I wanted to continue the trend of celebrating African-Americans who were recognized for their achievements in their time, which was a very rare occurrence. Like the great Robert Smalls, I'm sharing another story of African-American excellence with a twist. The individual we'll be covering this week made history by absolutely smashing through glass ceiling after glass ceiling. And I mean that both figuratively and literally, just to give you a bit of a hint of the type of shenanigans they were into. This individual spent their life with their eyes to the skies and mind in the clouds, constantly asking themselves the question, how high can I go? This individual's rise also represented a much needed role model for marginalized groups everywhere being an example that prejudice and discrimination does nothing but deprive us all of a better world. This individual was also just, I mean, otherworldly herself, an actual superhero who set a precedent for aviators that still stands to this day, while teaching us all about the importance of following your dreams. Now, admittedly, and sadly, I only knew the basics of this person's story because I, too, have always been interested in aviation to an extent. I just love planes and like I used to love going to the Air and Space Museum down in D.C. I still haven't made it to the one up in Dallas. I'm like super jazzed to go. (laughs) But like I said, it's always when you dig into the details that you become truly inspired by someone's personal journey and sacrifices. And also just in relation to healing, I mean, learning how to intentionally pivot from personal suffering or sacrifice to using these experiences for growth is the best case scenario when recovering from anything, from childhood trauma, from a poverty-based lifestyle, from switching from surviving to just thriving. It's all about your thinking and thought patterns and how you're framing your everyday So with these themes in mind, let's get right into it. This week, we'll be covering the daring, the dynamic, the death-defying Elizabeth Coleman, or as you may know her, Bessie Coleman. 
Bessie Coleman was born on January 26th, 1892, in the state of Texas. A fellow January baby, by the way, had to mention that. Interesting fact, though, Bessie was actually born in the town of Atlanta in Texas, which I swore was a typo when I first saw it. But then I learned there is a city in Texas called Atlanta. Oh, my God, which blew my mind. So I clearly need to get out more, you guys. This is it. This is the confirmation. Bessie was born to a large family with parents, Susan and George, who had 13 children in total. Bessie's parents were sharecroppers, and from an early age, the children were expected to help out with the work, as they all lived in abject poverty in a small, dirt-floored cabin. Luckily, the family lived close enough to a school that Bessie, who had an interest in learning and academics, could walk herself there. But getting to school was still a small feat in itself, as it was reported that Bessie was walking at least four miles to school at six years old. Bessie was an incredible student with a natural aptitude for learning, and she was particularly gifted in the area of mathematics, which as a writer, I have so much respect for people who do well in math. Like, honestly, it's like a foreign language. I mean, it's worse than a foreign language because I, <laughs> I enjoy learning foreign languages. When Bessie was just nine years old, her father would leave the family to move to Oklahoma, and Bessie's mother became the sole provider for the household. Bessie was able to complete her elementary school education and would go on to attend the Missionary Baptist Church School to continue on to middle school. After successfully completing her middle school education, she was just knocking it out. Naturally, Bessie set her sights on higher education, which I just want to remind you, this was during a time when African-Americans and women had basically zero rights. So Bessie was really working against the grain in more ways than one in pursuit of her education, not just financially, And we can see that academics came easily to Bessie. She was a highly intelligent young lady, but she had very little money, as again, her family was very poor. But Bessie would travel to Oklahoma and enroll in Langston University to begin her college career. To me, this also gives us a glimpse into Bessie's fierce inner drive, that focus to succeed in spite of whatever obstacles or obstructions may be thrown her way. Unfortunately, Bessie's financial situation was more than dire, and she was only able to complete one term at her university before she had to withdraw. A few years later, after regrouping and setting her sights on the horizons, Bessie would make a move with her brothers to the big city of Chicago in her early 20s. When she arrived in Chicago, Bessie began working at a barbershop as a nail tech, which was a great job for someone who was just moving to a new city. Barbershops have served as a sort of community gathering place or forum, especially in African-American communities, allowing individuals to share stories, connect, and learn about their neighbors. While working in the barbershop, Bessie was exposed to all the exciting stories told by the pilots and World War I veterans. 
some tales and some truths, but all intrigued her. These stories inspired Bessie to want to learn how to fly and become a pilot on her own. Now, there were absolutely no African-American women pilots at the time, and Bessie was well aware of this fact. But Bessie was committed, and soon after getting her job at the barbershop, Bessie would get a second job at a restaurant to begin saving up money to go to pilot school. And I also wanted to highlight, at the time, flight schools in the U.S. didn't even allow African-Americans or women to attend. Yes, they were barred from the schools as a whole in the entire country. So with an obstacle that large, you'd think Bessie would decide against her dream of being a pilot? I mean, of course, a hypothetical question, because what story would I be able to tell if that were the case? But I mean, we're talking some pretty, pretty high stakes here. You know, most people would just say it's impossible. But Bessie was once quoted as saying, I refused to take no as an answer. And I think her life was a testament to that. And I absolutely adore that quote, by the way, because that is how you succeed. You pivot, you strategize, you think creatively, but you never, ever take no as an answer. Bessie had made two important friends while working in the barbershop. Friends that wanted to help her realize her dream of becoming an African-American woman pilot. Robert Abbott was the owner of an African-American newspaper, while Jesse Binga was an African-American banker, two wealthy African-American investors who shared Bessie's goals. These visionaries helped fund Bessie by giving her an option that she would have never had. They offered to pay for Bessie to attend pilot school in France, where they accepted both African-Americans and women in their schools. Robert put out the word of Bessie's quest in the newspaper, and African-Americans everywhere followed along her journey to the top. Now, attending school abroad is difficult, but especially in a country where you're not familiar with the language. To remedy that, Bessie took a class to learn French in preparation for her schooling. Amazingly, Bessie would learn French in just a few months. I believe it was only seven months total, and she would be off to Paris. On November 20th, 1920, Bessie officially arrived in Paris to begin her training. And less than a year later, on June 15th, 1921, Bessie was officially awarded her pilot's license, becoming the first African-American woman to earn her license and the first African-American to earn an international aviation license. After completing her core program, Bessie hung around France a bit longer, working with a French pilot who gave her additional lessons. Bessie would briefly return to the U.S. in September of 1921 as a celebrity, eagerly greeted by her fans as her story became widely known. While navigating life back home, Bessie realized that in order to capitalize on her piloting skills, she had to specialize in stunt flying. 
This was a form of flying that consisted mostly of incredibly dangerous tricks and aero acrobatics in order to delight and entertain a paying audience. Bessie would return to France just a couple months later to begin lessons again in stunt flying. This time around, Bessie traveled around Europe a bit, receiving training from various pilots, constantly striving to improve the skills in her repertoire. The girl was a boss, okay, and was pursuing her dreams relentlessly. After completing her advanced stunt training with various trainers, Bessie traveled back to the U.S. for her big debut. Bessie Coleman became a household name in the entertainment business, not just in African-American communities, but in America as a whole. The awe and admiration for Bessie would cross racial lines, very rare in her time period. Bessie would have her first air show in New York at an African-American veterans event, which was a huge success. Bessie would often perform for African-American veteran-supported events, as she had a lot of respect for the African-American veteran community. Over her years of performing, Bessie had built her reputation as someone who would push boundaries to put on a once-in-a-lifetime show for her fans. Bessie's job was flying around, doing extremely dangerous stunts, barnstorming, as it was called, and was living her dream of being a pilot while showing off her incredible skill set, much to the happiness of her African-American fan base. As is expected, such a dangerous sport cannot be without peril. And Bessie would suffer several broken bones after a plane crash during one of her events, though she didn't allow the risk to scare her away. Bessie would also give speeches promoting African-American pride, African-Americans in aviation, and the travesty of discrimination against African-Americans. I mean, her skills and history spoke for themselves on the validity of the stereotypes that were perpetuated against her. Not to mention, although she would be requested to perform, Bessie would not attend or perform at events that didn't allow African-Americans in the venue. As another example of her solidarity, I really like this story, so I really want to tell you guys. Bessie was once offered a role in a film, which was quite rare, as African-Americans were not often seen or featured in cinema. And this was also an African-American-supported film. So it was supported by, you know, Black actors, directors, producers, another very rare occurrence during this time period. Bessie had accepted this position because she was trying to open her own flight school. And she viewed this as a way to fundraise as well as further her brand and her career. She was a very smart young lady. It's a very smart business move to get on TV. But here's the kicker. When Bessie learned her role in the film was to act as an impoverished African-American, she immediately declined to participate in the role as she said she would not encourage the perpetuation of any African-American stereotypes. Now, plenty of people will say they believe in something, but when it comes right down to it, if they get offered the money, 
to go against their values, a lot of people will take it in a second, especially if it's an opportunity that's going to help them further their goals, reach their goals. Having integrity, I mean, so rare. And the fact that she turned this down, just this girl really stuck to her guns. I love that. The girl was a powerhouse and she stood firm in her values of supporting the African-American community at every chance she could. And I respect her so much for staying true to fighting for African-American rights, even after she transcended being affected by them as a celebrity. Because as I just explained, she was being offered appearances and performances in venues that did not allow African-Americans on the property or in the venue. So she wasn't necessarily being affected in the way that her fans or the people that supported her were affected, but she never forgot that. I mean, I just have so much respect for that. And now we reach the part of the story that pains me to tell. Bessie was scheduled to fly for a show in Jacksonville, Florida on April 30th, 1926. In preparation, her publicist flew the plane she would use from Dallas to Florida for Bessie to test it out before her event. On the way there, on the way from flying the plane from Dallas to Florida, her publicist had to make several stops along the way as the plane was continually having mechanical failures. When the plane finally arrived, Bessie was made aware of its issues, but insisted on taking it out to examine how it flew and prepare for her show. Bessie and her publicist took off for a test flight of the plane, and about 10 minutes into the flight, the unthinkable happened. A mechanical failure caused the plane to go into a dive, which resulted in Bessie being ejected from the plane. Bessie Coleman passed away on April 30th, 1926. She was just 34 years old. The African-American community immediately felt the terrible loss from Bessie's unexpected death, and her funeral drew massive crowds. The services were conducted by the great Ida B. Wells, a very saddening timeline cross, but interesting that the support was there. Bessie's impact in history still affects us all today as her timeless story continues to inspire aviators everywhere. In 2014, Bessie Coleman was officially inducted into the International Air and Space Hall of Fame. And she's also had several schools and landmarks named after her. I mean, such an incredible story of grit, determination, and vision. My favorite, favorite themes with a tragic ending. Bessie was born with nothing in a dirt floor home to sharecropper parents. The nature of sharecropping meant that Bessie grew up perpetually in poverty but in spite of these circumstances, continue to excel and exceed expectations. Bessie was beyond intelligent, well-equipped, and determined beyond any comprehension. Compassionate and strong and caring, her personality seemed to be nothing but the best of what makes us human. Bessie didn't look at the sky and see a glass ceiling. She looked at the sky and saw a playground. 
She looked at her obstacles and saw opportunity. And look at the legacy she left, the generations that have been inspired because of her actions. Just incredible. Now, Bessie had more than a few good quotes, and I mean many, but I'd love to share one with you here. If I can create the minimum of my plans and desires, there shall be no regrets. Man, this girl. So you can check out our website at madeofmetalpodcast.com. And you can also follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Made of Metal Podcast. And that's Made of Metal. M-E-T-T-L-E. Thank you for listening, every single one of you. I so appreciate it. I love each and every one of you. And please do not forget to bloom where you are planted. Planted.